la 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 shut up Welcome, everyone, to episode four of season one of the Half Alive podcast. We are the Law and Law Brothers. My name is Law. And my name is Law. And I'm coming to you from the attic of our tumble-down house in Schenectady, New York. And I'm coming to you from the basement of our tumble-down house in Schenectady, New York. We are 60-year-old twins with more than a few career... Financial and size challenges. And our podcast is for people like us who had big artistic career aspirations that must now be modified, though not abandoned. Part of our show is about coping with the new realities of our lives, such as surviving survival jobs. Right. And part of our show is about finding ways to keep practicing our artistic endeavors no matter what stands in our way. No matter what. Mm -mm. But first, we like to select from a series of possible warm-up activities, such as the one we call... Was it us or was it them? This is where we reach into our big bag of career catastrophes and try to decide if it was our fault or the other party's fault. Mm -hmm. Then we try to put it to bed and move bravely forward. Right. What's the point of toting the weary load for the rest of our lives? So, La, do you have a tragic story handy? (laughs) So many to choose from. Um, But I do, and I was thinking about that. I don't know why it popped into my mind, Mm -hmm. but um, I was up for uh, the pilot episode of Two and a Half Men. Did you know that? Uh, Yes, I certainly did. Yeah, and I wasn't, obviously it wasn't for one of the starring roles. It was just a walk, it was like a one line part as a handyman. Right. And I'd heard, I was very excited because I heard that um, my hero, Conchetta Farrell, do you remember her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, she was in uh, Network. She was in tons of things. She was, you know, and I was just so excited that I even would get to meet her and Charlie Sheen was going to be in it. So this was a big deal. I was very excited. As you should be. Yeah. My line was, um, how is that going to fit into that? (laughs) (laughs) One of the many brilliant (laughs) sitcom lines of all time. All I knew was I was a handyman. So I assumed, they didn't tell me what it was. But I I tried that a million different ways too. How is that going to fit into that? How is that? You know, so anyway. How? How is this going (laughs) to fit? But I had my lines and I was very excited. And mm-hmm. I show up and this little perky casting director looks me up and down. And she goes, oh, from your headshot, I didn't think you'd be so big. Oh. And I said, oh, well, um, those are a couple years. See, it's very important if you're a professional actor to have headshots that look like you. We're Ooh, very busy. Snap. And, you know, I, we don't like our time wasted. You know, I had a completely different vision of what you would look like. I said, well, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, headshots are expensive. Never mind. She's just take, take you, go practice somewhere and we'll call you when it's your turn. Oh, Jesus. I thought, oh my God. And that, that totally threw me. So imagine. anyway, I find this little private spot behind the scrim and I do my, <laughs> how is that going to fit into that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> but my confidence was waning. And so, you know me. So I start to mimic her like, oh. oh Excuse me. I'm going to choke to death with a memory. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Send a paramedic. You're having a no, body memory law. So I start going, oh, oh, I'm a pretty casting director. Everything works out for me. Everybody kisses my ass because, ooh, I'm a pretty casting director and everybody loves me. Ooh, I can say this. I have power over your entire life. <laughs> it looks like the two fat little law boys always <laughs> mocking somebody, right? So... Anyway, time to go in. I go in. I slate my name, 
and the cameraman's there and just that casting director and i said my line said, how is that gonna fit into that and the casting the, not the casting director but the cameraman actually laughed mm. and i thought oh my god i made him laugh this is good and she goes <clears throat> would you mind doing that again i said oh, no not at all she goes and this time why don't you butch it up a little bit but I said, excuse me? She said, yeah, kind of like what you were doing behind the scrim in my office. <gasps> oh, my God, La, you were busted. So needless to say, I didn't get a call back. <laughs> oh, did you know which car and, she drove? <laughs> <laughs> no, but to this day, I mean, I would have loved to have that job. That was getting towards the end of my time in Los Angeles. Yeah. And, I um, I wonder what would have happened if I just got that job, but I couldn't afford it. So this is this is confusing. I should have maybe found a more <laughs> private spot to <laughs> mock her. La, but whose fault was it? Can I let okay. it go? Yes, it's uh, we have to decide. Was it La's fault or was it the what? The casting directors? La, I'm coming down firmly down on your side. Entirely what? her fault. Entirely. Oh. Yes. But you yep. my side like it's my fault. Nope, nope, La, this time, this time on your side. Listen, not only did she throw you off your game by, you know, insulting you to your face and saying you didn't look anything like your headshots, which, you know, I mean, people gain weight, right? What I mean, granted, to... there was a 70-pound difference. <laughs> <laughs> like she's never seen that. But, oh, come on, she's in Hollywood. She's seen the most butchered up faces on the planet. So um, not only that, but she probably wasn't going to hire you anyway because she had already made that decision and it was her way of throwing you off and she needed to be insulted because that was the only power you had over her. So that's what I'm saying, La. You did the right thing and she can suck eggs. <laughs> okay. What do you think? Let it go, I like La. that. Let I like go. that. I like that. Okay. There's no reason. She's in Hollywood. There's no reason she couldn't have treated you with some dignity. If she wasn't going to hire you, um, you know, you had to do the audition anyway. It wasn't like it was going to take I didn't need a lecture. I mean, I certainly yeah. was aware that I needed to update my headshots. I didn't no. need a lecture. No. Miss Manners would throw a, a, a copy of her book at her, a copy of her book made out of stone, hit her right in the head. Just you know, rude. The funny thing is that wasn't the first time a casting director said to me, could you butch it up a little bit? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> La, let's face it. They say that to us when we're in the grocery store line. The cashier says it to us. <laughs> could you two butch could it up a little bit? butch up a little bit? You're kind of embarrassing me in front of the rest of the customers. Oh. All right. Well, um, I will work on letting that go. Let Thank it go, you for La. letting me. Let least... it go, let it go, okay. let it go. So, All right, what's, uh, so it's your turn, La. Stick your thumb into that pudding and pull out a plum. Oh, nastiness, La. Well, you cooked it. I, <laughs> I certainly did. Well, it was just when I was coming back from New York with my head between my... My head between my tail. <laughs> my legs between <laughs> my tail. <laughs> and, uh, and we we have a separate uh, uh, OnlyFans page if you want to see him do that. <laughs> if you want to see my, real. my contortionist act. Um, let's see. I 
managed to get in, I decided to write a kid's book, right? So I was, you know, and I know that when you write a kid's book, you just write the text and that they line you up with an illustrator, unless you're the illustrator, in which case they line you up with a, with a, the, the writer. So anyways, I had written the text and it was, I know it was about inclusivity and blah, blah, blah. And I managed to get into what's called the Rutgers University Council on Children's Literature One-on-One Plus Conference. Which and what, let's, I don't want to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. I'm going to. Which alone is impressive. Thank you. You know, this is the, but because these are the things that we weren't just losers out there then. Right. We actually had some accomplishments that kept us going, but we never got over that edge. So, anyway, exactly. I'm impressed that you got that far. I did get that far. And I, you know, I was back in Schenectady by then, I had to drive all the way down to, to uh, New Jersey. And <clears throat> what they do is they match you up with an editor or an, a famous writer or, uh, uh, an agent, and they go over a sample that you've submitted in advance with you. And I think the point of it is supposed to be to you know encourage you. And they're not going to necessarily buy it on the spot, but they're going to uh, tell you what you need to do. Well, this editor was from Putnam, which I have never even heard of, and uh, he was oh my god! First of all, I should have known by the look in his eye. He had this this blood vessel had burst in. <laughs> <laughs> and he just had these bloody scary and he just looked loaded for bear he was obviously angry and he was a bit affected I'm not saying you know I'm not getting any stereotypes about people like us do you um, need to butch it up a little bit I need, he needed to butch it up a little bit no he really needed to, he needed some downers he was such I could just see prick written all over his face and he but was in, rather yeah. heavy and oh. uh I'll tell you, just because we had some things in common, was not he was not going to bond with me, that's for sure. And as it turned out, um, he was reading my work as he was sitting there. He hadn't read it in advance on the train up, you know, which would have made oh. sense, huh? And told me about, you know, how he didn't understand this and he didn't understand that. It didn't make any sense. And he, and and he's just pissed off because I was a, you know, because I was there. I was in the line of fire. And then he starts drilling me about these writers, you know, these children's writers that I should have read. And you know, do, do you know this one? Do you know this one? What? What? You haven't read that guy? What? What? Oh, you can't. You you think you're going to make a career in this business and you haven't read such as? And I thought. And I just oh, another, sat there. We, another lecture. Another like lecture, yep. And I sat there at La. I tucked my ball so far up into my torso. I just sat there nodding my head because I thought I was supposed to. This is someone I'm supposed to respect. He's from Putnam. He's got a bloody eye. <laughs> In his defense, though, how many times have we showed up for work with pink eye because you had to? Well, that's true. But this was not pink eye. This was... And you know what pink eye comes from? <laughs> La. This poor man. Oh, poor nothing. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. he's he's practically he's on the verge of yeah. A couple of times, people and the other you know couplings looked over. It was this conference room, and you know kind of looked over because he was his voice was getting a little loud, and then he would take it down a little bit. And I was just by the time it was done, it was like I had been screamed at by a seventh grade teacher, you know, for fifteen minutes or something like that. I just sat there, and then. The worst of all lies. I said, well, thank you so much for your time. You know, like, oh. like I had to just preserve some dignity. And he and he's like, yeah. And I, and I was like, I should have said to him then if I had had any balls left, which I did not. So can I send you the whole manuscript? Huh? <laughs> what a taught his ass. I, I think that we, we, I don't know if this is a common thing. It kind of was for me that you always... Most a lot of people in power like that don't have any empathy. It seems no, 
don't even try to, I mean, not that you, that you, we do want them to be honest, right? Because that's, yeah. I mean, in constructive criticism is the only way you get better in this world. Yeah. But it's just some people like Kimbo, they lecture you. Have you read this? Have you read that? So they totally shamed you. Right. And he wasn't even totally prepared, right? You said exactly. you read it like, like I read your work for the first time last week. We did it. <laughs> yes, he was as prepared as you usually are. <laughs> that's different. And uh, yeah, and then I also thinking, well, if I had been a young hot guy, he probably would have been all over me and told me how you know how much um, potential I had, right? But he wasn't the least bit interested in fifty-something-year-old law, so you know. Well, there was my, a young hot guy inside you somewhere. There is somewhere he's he he's, couldn't. Yeah, he see. can't breathe, but he's trying to get out. So uh, okay, so what exactly happened? So he was there to like, if he said yes, you would have they would have gone forward with the no no it was really just about encouraging you right and maybe if you make a connection but that clearly there was no connection was going to be made but i didn't walk away from that feeling like encouraged to do anything i felt encouraged to quit um did you finish the children's book yes (laughs) oh you did i I could read it on the air some week (laughs) <laughs> you could show the pictures. It is a podcast, after all. It's called Johnny and the Giant Cake. <laughs> a fantasy. <laughs> Johnny um, realized he was different from other boys when he was well, young. I'm happy that you finished the children's book, and this didn't, because he could have certainly stopped you from finishing it. Right. Uh, so how you know, so was I it us or was I, it them That's, I uh, have some questions for you before I can answer that go ahead <laughs> one mm-hmm. it seems pretty clear whose fault this was so when Good. you go over this do you think any part of this was your fault you know because the person because he was a person in authority I to some degree feel like oh what did I do what didn't I know how wasn't I prepared yeah a little bit okay do you think that you shouldn't have um I mean, at the um, <laughs> with all those historians, you certainly didn't tuck your balls up between your legs. You, <laughs> what, so this was after that, right? So do you think tucking, you know, being submissive like that was helpful and better? No, than, no, than I've had, letting I've him had, have it. No, no, I've had revenge fantasies ever since Seriously? about what I should have said, about how I should have like gotten on the train and sat behind him and followed him back to new york and no is i'm not i'm not really like that but i uh no i didn't i i just felt like this person was almost on the verge of being out of control and that one of us had to be in control but it was spectacular effort on my part and i don't no i don't think it was worth I, it. you know what i have to hand it to you because we always have stories about when you, when you and i lose it and make the situation so much worse right so i i applaud you for reining it in um he was obviously the asshole in this excuse my language um and i also want uh let's find out who he is and let's try to ghost him on the internet and let's try to catfish him on like (laughs) grinder or something (laughs) (laughs) they have all these new um facial apps too that can make your face look like something else yeah (laughs) i'll tell him i'll tell him i'm into guys with bloody eyes (laughs) Do you still have that bloody eye that I remember? Oh, no, no. I won't tell him who I was. I'll just say I'm, oh. you know, I'm like, I'm 24, really fit, into old men with bloody eyes. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, a whole website for that. There is. There's a whole society. 
So anyway. All right. Well, can you let this one go? Because, I can I let mean, it go, La. Thank you. Well, that was easy. I mean, we have two pretty clear ones this week, but, you know, okay. Well, we're always, good. We're always on each other's side. Most of the time. Yep. Even when no, we, we are. Because, yep, yep. yeah. That's, we, we're all we got. We certainly are. So, so on to the other part of our show, which is, uh, I'm having a hard time this week, Law. No, keep going. So the other part of the show is dealing with working a survival job because your art doesn't pay the bills. Oh, now, granted, hard, this is something, right, this is something that we've always had to do, but it's a whole new ball game when you finally realize you're truly working these crappy jobs to survive because your dreams are dead. You've led a life of failure. You're approaching death now. You haven't done anything with your entire life. Nothing, zilt. Stick your head in the oven, zero. Pull me back, La. This show is about positivity, right? La, are you okay? Should I? I'm okay. Should I had a I... rough week at work. <laughs> Should I order some more, you know, Xanax illegally? We, no. no, I like my little monologue though. I think I would have just gotten a Tony for that. I think you would have gotten a Tony for that, La. Um, and but I, I agree with you because this week has been especially bad. Um, last, I don't know which episode we talked about the jobs that we have, but I work at a very popular department store as a cleaner at night, and the general public is so disgusting and not only that but the everybody else that works there is mostly men young men in their 20s and they all hate me because i <clears throat> may have been a little mm, condescending to them when we first started and um that i've certainly lived to regret that but la i just don't know if i can stand the bathrooms anymore it's just the and the women's bathroom i hate to say it is the worst because of the you know the the tampon old well, tampon holders all right but it's how so, I mean, something happened to me, too, this week. So when we tell Hell. these stories, we're going to have to... I, I did try to put into effect some of the things that make these jobs bearable, and it did help, but it was really hard this All week. Right. So I, I'm a soda jerk, and I flip burgers, <laughs> Kanzanati's ice cream. And Kanzanati's father was a father of one of the kids we went to school with, and they mm-hmm. own some family. And they they feel sorry for us, and they hire us both occasionally. So I'm currently there. Yeah. And Kanzanati's son called me into the office, Uh-oh. and he had me sit down. And I was sure I was going to get fired. And you know, he was one of our bullies when we were in school. So even you just fall into that that. What do you call it when you fall into a routine? No, not a routine. Like the, the pattern, pattern of how yeah. you react to each other. So I'm like submissive, but overly like right. overly goofy. Like <laughs> yeah, it's like you never grew up. You oh, know, like no time is ever going by. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah. oh, and he goes, "How's your brother doing?" <laughs> oh, he's okay. Okay, you know. Um, and he goes, "Listen, uh, the kids have been complaining about how slow you are." Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> the kids are the teenagers that I work with. And he goes, now, I'm doing you a favor by letting you work here when you're in trouble. Um, can you maybe do me a favor by trying to work a little harder, a little faster? Jesus. And I need this job right now, right? We said that we weren't going to quit any more jobs before we had something else lined up. Right. So, and I tried to put into mind all the things we've been working on. I said, I said this is criticism. <laughs> this is a chance to grow. And so I said, thank you for telling me that I haven't been as fast as I should be. I will try harder. 
and thank you for this opportunity or some shit like that. Oh my he God, wow. And he, he didn't know what to say. He was expecting a fight or something. Yeah, who switched souls with you? I mean, <laughs> well, there was this long pause, and I was trying not to cry, actually. Oh. And um, wow. he said, uh, uh, okay. And I said, okay, well, thank you. And I went out there, and I and I saw all the kids there that had complained about me were all like w- watching for me to come out of the office, mm-hmm. and they all like got really busy fast like, after <laughs> they saw me come out. And I didn't say a word to anybody, and I tried to be faster, and I cut my <laughs> cut my thumb with a knife. <laughs> Nobody helped me. It's all right, but um, I will try to be faster at this job. But I don't know how I feel. But that's why I was so negative when we started this. So, um, Let me see. survival well, job, right? We need. Yeah, I, I think. Well, to... if it helps any, I found an article from Forbes that I think will help, be helpful to you and I. Um, Forbes. Forbes magazine. <laughs> yeah. Weren't we? Weren't we on the Forbes list of sixty people over sixty to watch out for? <laughs> watch out for them when they're driving, maybe. <laughs> Watch out for them if they're on a balcony overhead. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh la! We never, we never miss a fat joke we don't like, huh? Well, anyway, right. here are some of Forbes' suggestions for surviving a survival job. For surviving a survival what is it? job. Okay. Um, the first one is set boundaries. When you hate your job, try to make it more bearable. So, well, I don't know. I don't know what I could do. I guess I set boundaries. Well, by, I didn't. I don't interact with the other boys, the other men anymore. Has that helped? It has helped because they're starting to lose interest in me as a you know object of their bullying and you know putting stuff in my hair and you know <laughs> doing things to my food in the refrigerator and just all this you know the sarcastic remarks about my age and my weight and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's not gone, that's for sure. But I think maybe setting boundaries by just not responding has has helped. What about you? Set boundaries. Um, well, I don't know about set boundaries, but it did help up until this week when I tried to remember. I said I was going to try to catch some of the youthful enthusiasm yeah, yeah, my yeah. coworkers had. That right. did, you know, I thought maybe I got too relaxed, <laughs> feeling better, and uh, <laughs> I got a little slow. But um, setting boundaries. Um, I'll think about that. Okay. What about the next one? The next one, oh yeah, we can really identify with this and work on your personal brand. <laughs> I nobody cleans a disgusting public toilet like me. <laughs> nobody slows down a group of teenagers like me in a rush, a lunch rush. Oh, I I don't uh, our let's personal see, is this, brand. Is I don't think, start well, networking or even join a corporate <laughs> philanthropic board. <laughs> okay. Hi. <laughs> Is there a this is my brother. <laughs> We'd like to join your board. Can you loan us bus fare because our car has been condemned? We'd like to attend some meetings. <laughs> oh, what's look at the what's the next one? Start updating your LinkedIn <laughs> and other social profiles and list all the accomplishments and skills you've. <laughs> Well, I wear rubber gloves now, no matter plastic gloves, no matter what. Even How is the other that going to fit into that? Sorry. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, well, this is not supposed to make us feel worse. No, that's true, but it is. It's, so this is also for other people. We're helping other other people. people who have crappy jobs can work on their personal brand. That's true because they could be working in an office or something like that where they could get promoted, whereas you and I can't. Um, 
So okay. the last one is start a personal website and a blog to identify what makes you different and <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Go Open ahead. your eyes. Okay. Open your ears and your eyes, brother. All right. That's what we're doing with the podcast. Well, that's right. That's right. It's not right? a blog. It's a podcast. What makes us different and special. What sets us apart from our competition? Well, failure. <laughs> Absolute, unmitigated, disastrous no, financial failure. We are an example of, right? We, we have aspirations. We don't want to give them up entirely. And we thought, let's just start a podcast. That's true. That's true. It's we for did. our own enjoyment because we love talking to each other. We make each other laugh, and it's to help other people. La, I think you you nailed one of these one of these bullet points. Good oh, boy. Thank God. Write us and tell us how fantastic we are and at have a live podcast at gmail.com. Exactly. Um, okay, we'll see if we can make something of the rest of these. Number three, right. find someone to confide in. Venting and talking about things out loud can be very therapeutic, especially when you hate your job. Well, that's what you're there for, La. I guess that's. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I can't talk to anybody <laughs> else at it? work because, you know, as soon as I said something to anybody or tried to confide in them, believe me, it'd get right back to management. So um, I always have my brother, La, to vent to. He knows humiliation. That's true. And thank God, thank God we were twins, actually, in our yeah. family because we had the same experiences right out of the gate. And right, right. Um, I think if you weren't there, I don't know. We always made each other laugh about yeah. the ridiculous things that were happening to us. And even, I mean, they were very serious, but you mm. and I could always see the, you know, when we were alone, I'd be crying or whatever it was. Right. And um, when we talked about it, we always could find the ridiculousness in it. Right. And we'd always get back at them in ways that they couldn't fight. You know, it was like always fighting Even if they never knew it. Yeah. You know, I was getting back at that casting lady and she, yeah. unfortunately she found out about it, but I was getting out of my system. Yeah. Oh, we got back. I know our drunk father, you know, just, he, he was so stupid and he was so odd most of the time that, uh, or so indifferent to us that he didn't understand where, you know, the marbles in his cereal were coming from. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, that is, we always so, had each other. Yeah. Find someone to confide in, confide in us audience. Confide in us. Some, yeah, confide in help. us and we'll We've read your there. letter and make fun of it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> and number four, fill your tank with activities that you enjoy. Well, this is a hard one because, uh, you know, I have so little time or energy when I, I'm home from work. All I want to do is go into a comatose state and be alone and wash all the filth off of me. But here's some of the things they suggest. Exercise, <laughs> yoga, well. nature walks. Well, let's listen. downtown Schenectady, nature walks are out. Yeah. <laughs> Yoga. Well, you can see nature in its most primitive form, I guess. And but I do feel better when I move around a little bit, so exercise is a good one. That's true. Yoga, maybe not. Uh, not in this house, because we don't want... Well, Painting or photography. Painting or photography. Can I borrow $600 so I can buy a camera? You could if I had it, Law. <laughs> if I oh, even had you? $600 in credit, I would give it to you. All right. Can I borrow some money to, to take up painting? Sure. You know, I'm thinking, though, what about there must be some like old painting set someplace in this house. It's absolutely chock full of junk from, uh, you know, we had sure. four siblings and two parents and grandma and all that crap. So write in a journal, write in a journal. Have we could you do done that. that. Have you written it? Have you, do you I keep used to write in a journal. Yeah. All the time. I had some things from when I first got to Hollywood way back, way back when in the early 80s. Um 
But I never kept it up after that. I should I pull some of those out. We should pull some of those out and look at them and just and just read them, and then maybe we'll start journaling again. But I bet you there's a ton of stuff we've forgotten. Wade's Meditating. Oh, <laughs> was I boring you? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> start meditating. Oh, I just need to sleep. La. I don't know if I can meditate. I know. I fall asleep when I start to meditate. <laughs> Take a French class. Oh, man. Why French? Je suis... Un, je suis à la mode. Je suis un cleaner <laughs> at Le Blanc de Mart. Well, um, it's, it's not necessarily a French class, right? No. It's like expand your mind in some way. Right. Correct? Yeah, and it takes your mind off of you know the realities of your life because you're doing something totally, it's not really important. You're not, you know, you're, it's not wildly important to your day-to-day life, right? But I have a question for you. Is I'm not taking Italian. Forget it. <laughs> I know all the dirty words. But is the point of learning new things, is it just to take your mind off your life? Shouldn't there be some joy into learning something? Yeah, new? yeah, definitely. Is I think it probably there is some joy, and I also think it helps prevent Alzheimer's, right? Who's going to take care of us, La? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> there are two of them. <laughs> I don't want to think what's going to happen to us if we... All right. Um, All right. Last one. Volunteer for a professional organization to find a sense of purpose. Well, we're not going to do this, but you, (laughs) I don't have, at this point, I have the time or energy to volunteer for anything. Although I can see how it would, again, take your, if I worked at the soup kitchen or something, it would take my mind off of my own, you know, misfortunes. Well, we can't walk past the firehouse without being jeered at because they're all the people we grew up with. So we can't become volunteer firemen. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Law Brothers. Uh, Why are you doing lobs? Send us a song. Uh, yeah, how many fires did you two start? <laughs> Nothing. One day we're going to have to pull him out of that house. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't be the, with them. But okay, well, I guess that's, you know, for people who aren't as in as awful as financial straits as us and you yeah. have a little extra time, of course it's good to go out and volunteer for something. Yeah. And the last thing on the Forbes list is called Practice Gratitude. Well, we actually tried this last week, and we both came up with something. Remember, something went right for me. I found a pair of un- clean underwear to wear to work, which I thought I was going to have to go commando, and then something went right for you. Oh, you didn't kill people in a, in a skidding accident <laughs> Yeah. Um, when you're driving the car illegally. Um, anything that we're grateful for this week, Laha? Uh, um, well, I'm grateful to... to to play that game the is it us or them i do feel better yeah we play, play yeah it. even if it is my fault i right. feel better because at yeah. least it's there's some kind of closure around these and things. i also feel like la even when you come down on the other person's side i never feel hurt or criticized because it's my brother law and i know and you know he's we've got the same dna same we came from the same cell didn't yeah, we well so speaking of that about not being hurt or anything mm. um Let's move on. All righty. Um, last about, week. Uh, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Okay. Um, that's just what well, I was just going to say. That was some good advice about not letting a despicable job devour your soul. So, Correct. Correct. Um, now about accepting um, that I'm never cruel to you or anything like that. Last week, my brother said he was going to write a story entirely of dialogue for this week. Yes. And did you practice your part this time? Yeah, I did. Mm. <laughs> mm. I did. I did. All right. Well, this is a short story, very short, and it's called Stepson, and uh, it's all dialogue. No attributives, no nothing, nothing else except dialogue. So I'm doing this, the stepson, I'm doing the stepfather, 
and my brother-in-law is doing the steps on. So I'll start. Ready, La? Yep. What exactly am I doing? Why don't you just leave for my family? <laughs> no, Get back to normal. La. Sorry. This is why you got kicked off of Two Men and a Dragon or whatever that, Two and a Half Men and a Dragon or whatever that show was. You didn't was. want this as Cockney? No, I didn't want it as Cockney, and I'm pretty sure the Cockney would not recognize as a spoken language. I'm sorry, La. All right, let's start again. What exactly am I doing? Why don't you just leave so my family can get back to normal? Back to normal? Your mother and I get divorced and things are back to normal? Yes. That's not normal. That's chaos. She and I have both been there, remember? Just leave me alone, you fishwife. <laughs> La, it doesn't say <laughs> fishwife. Why would a boy call his stepfather a fishwife? <laughs> that's what you sound like. <laughs> I'm sorry, La. <laughs> I don't even know what a fishwife is, and I sound like one. I can't, I can't work on not being one, Law. I'm sorry. Let's take it back. All right. That's, That's not normal. That's chaos. She and I have both been there, remember? Just leave me alone. How? Should I hide in the basement when you're home, pretend I'm not here? That's a possibility. Seriously? Do you mean I should pack my stuff and move out? Is that your answer to everything? I don't know. Aw, oh, come on. <laughs> don't. Don't cry. I didn't mean to make you cry. I'm not. Come here, kid. Ooh. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this... <laughs> I'm sorry. Take it back. I hate you so much. Take it back. Take it back. <laughs> Take it seriously. You're fooling around this is too my much. My serious short story about conflict between a stepson and his stepfather. You're turning into a porn chew. Now, well, then let's <laughs> take it seriously. Take it seriously. We'll go back. Ah, right. oh, come on. Don't don't cry. I didn't mean to make you cry. I'm not. Come here, kid. What are you doing? Don't don't hug me. <laughs> You've ruined it. <laughs> come on, let's hug it out. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Let me go. What's wrong with you? Did you just hit me? <laughs> Can't read this law. You wrote did it. You, did you fucking hit me? I told you to back off. You can't hit me. You're not my real son. It was not supposed to be funny, law. The end. Oh, my God. Well, you certainly butchered that one for me, La. Speaking of encouraging me to write. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Daddy. I'm sorry. I really tried to there take it There are new rules in this house now that I'm your <laughs> stepdaddy. It's not you, La. It's me. Because I couldn't get past you when I was reading this. Just just couldn't get past it. It, um, it was a very difficult assignment to write an entire story with with nothing but dialogue. So, so you're saying it's, that. you're saying it sucks, is what you're saying? No, it doesn't suck. I just couldn't do it without laughing anytime <laughs> I tried to take it seriously. <laughs> just it it really uh, struck every chord in the book for me to be a wise ass. I'm sorry. Oh God, la. I'm sorry. Well, anyways, now we come to the part of our show where we read a oh, listener's we're done. email. We're, we're done. done. That's it. <laughs> we're not going any further with that goddamn story, Law. Thank you so much for the encouragement. Anyway, we come to the part of our show where we read a listener's email and see if we can provide 
any insight. And do we have? And we have. I'm still laughing. We do have a letter this week, and it's a query of sorts. Yeah. In fact, we do. This email is from someone named Lost in Canada, Harry. Not my real name. Who writes? Now you read it. All right. And of course, she has to say, "Not my real name." <laughs> like, like they're people are named Lost in Canada, Harry. Well, thank anyway. you for explaining that for us, Lau. We didn't understand the irony oh, there. Sorry. He's going to be mad at me for a long <sighs> time. Kick it. All right. <clears throat> Dear La and La brothers, I deeply respect the advice that you give to your loyal listeners. Mm, there's a rigged flag already, <laughs> huh? Since we tore the one that came in the last week apart. <sighs> um, I have a unique problem regarding my artistic life. I'm a community theater actress for over 50 years. And I've performed with the Canada Harry Players. You might remember me as Maud in the allegorical play, My Life as a Pancake. I played mm. the griddle. Okay. <laughs> Did you write that? The Schenectady Gazette called it a theatrical travesty, but singled me out. <laughs> I'm sorry, love. <laughs> theatrical. Or should I say, I'm sorry, Daddy. <laughs> Finish this. The Schenectady Gazette called it a theatrical travesty, but singled me out for having given a riveting performance. I actually saw that play, now that I think about it. It was kind of syrupy, if you ask me. Get it? Get it? I'm saying allegorically. All right, go ahead. Keep going. I want to hear more. Explain that a little bit more. It was a great callback. Syrupy. (laughs) I'm sorry, La. Keep going. Keep going. All right, anyway. Despite my advanced age, I recently began having a complicated showmance or showmances with the leading man, the stage manager, and several ushers. Wow. I admit to this error in judgment, but the show is about love and passion, and I am a method actor. Oh. Now the the director's threatening to fire me because the entire cast came down with COVID. (laughs) I think that gives new meaning to the term super spreader event. How can I get back in the director's good graces without sleeping with him? Without sleeping with him. That's her only weapon in her arsenal. Hmm. Um, he is repulsive to me, though I have done worse things for my art. The next show, by the way, is You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, and I have always wanted to play Snoopy as a female feminist dog. <laughs> <laughs> I like this lady. I do, too. Please help. I patiently await your response. Signed, Lost in Canada, Harry, not my real name. Uh, well, uh, what are we going to do with this letter? I would say, um, should she sleep with him or not? The oh, director. Well, I think she should keep the COVID to herself at this point. Maybe that's not uh, her. Maybe she should try a different approach. But I do like this letter. Like From behind, her, uh, maybe? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, she slept. She said she slept with um, the ushers, the stage manager, um, the leading man. So, what? Honestly, you and I have, you know, done a bit of sleeping around when we were young. What's what's a big deal? Of oh, she's fifty. She's (laughs) She's seventy though. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. All right. Um, Well, I don't think that I don't think that's an answer anyway to fixing this problem. Is like sleeping with him? Is it? No. It seems like she jumped to that though. Yeah, well, maybe that's the problem. That's her her only answer. Is like my only answer is eating, mm. and there's other solutions out there. Correct? <laughs> <laughs> well, not none that taste as good. Um, oh, her real name is Nymphomaniac. In oh, come on! You can't say that word anymore, La. Is that really a wrong word? <laughs> it is. It is. What is. Is that actually a, a diagnosis? Nymphomaniac. 
I don't think there's any such diagnosis, but it's like saying, you know, it's like using an archaic word that's offensive now. Slut but anyway, cheating. what should we, ex- for the first female feminist Snoopy, what should we suggest she do? I know. How about she um, actually write the part, you know, she's going to have to go back to the script of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, rewrite some of Snoopy's lines so that it sounds like, you know, a feminist, and uh, audition for the for the guy, you know, tell her she's really sorry about what she did, and, um, and, and audition for show what a pro she is. I agree and I disagree. Tell. I don't think she should go jump to the rewriting any lines in the great epic You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. I think she should do what you did with the the guy who attacked you at the with your children's book. I think she should mm-hmm. tuck her cojones way up between her legs. All right. And she should apologize. And she should explain she was trying okay. to be a method actress yep. and she was out of control. I think she should if she really wants to play that 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 part, she needs to you know, be a little eat some crow here and apologize. And yeah, uh, try that as idea. a tact, and then you and I are going to find a way to get to see that show. Oh, we are. I would love to see Snoopy <laughs> as a female feminist. I think she needs to leave out the bit about being a method actor. I'm not sure she quite understood the unintended irony there. Um, I, th- it's it's not going to really sound like she was, you know, rehearsing for a part because <laughs> she slept with <laughs> with the ushers and gave him COVID. But she said it was about love and passion. The play was about love and passion, right? Yeah. So yeah. she was just trying to experience that. Well, yeah, I mean, we should gonna like do all the audience oh, members la. too. Will we ever experience love and passion at our ages and our weights and know. our Is status it, in life? There's got to be somebody out there for it. People who are interested in, you know, men on the age of uh, in the edge of old age who have no money, uh, hey, not 60. particularly good looking. 60 is not the edge of old age. I'll sell my my brother. My brother has a full head of hair, even though we're twins. I have um, a ponytail. <laughs> anyway. Well, brother. I think I think we've given we've given uh, Lost and Canada Harry some serious advice. I think you're completely right. She needs to go eat some humble pie and um and apologize and we will come see your play. Make sure you let us know when it is. La, uh, we will come see it. If you pay to get us there, we'll come. <gasps> La Lost what? and Canada Harry is um L I C What? Lost in Canada, Harry. The acronym is Lick. <laughs> do you think she? Oh my God! Did she trick us? Do you think? Oh you think this letter isn't real? <laughs> Are you playing with us, Lost in Canada, Harry? Oh I would have never realized that. La, <laughs> that's why my brother's a smart one. We just got. I am the smart we one. Just we, we got, got pranked. Yeah. Oh well. If you really do exist, that's our that's our advice. So we we need to wrap it up, Law. All I right. will I will see you next week. And uh, you know, I'll be here and I can't wait to do this again. Remember to email us at halfalivepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We try our best, folks. And until then, love's your brother. I love you, brother. <laughs>